From Up North News, I'm Pat Kreitlow. Time for some headlines, commentary, and an interview on this Friday, January 22nd, as we wrap up the week. I'm going to start with some of the coronavirus figures from the state and the nation, and then you tell me what you would do after hearing those kinds of numbers. More than 4,000 people across the U.S. died from COVID-19 on Wednesday. More than 4,000 more people died from COVID-19 on Thursday. Another 36 people died in Wisconsin yesterday from COVID-19. The state's death toll 5,643. So we've established the coronavirus pandemic is still very real and here. Uh, by the same token, Wisconsin's coronavirus case numbers continue to trend lower. About 2,000 cases reported today. The seven-day average is now at 1,700 after going down for 11 days in a row. So we're also learning face masks work, safeguards work as the numbers continue trending down in this very real pandemic. So here's what more than two dozen Republican legislators in uh, Madison have decided to do. They have filed a resolution asking the legislature to take a vote to kill the brand new renewal of the face mask update and requirement from Governor Tony Evers, which came out on Monday of this week. Now, the reason for this legislative equivalent of a pouty face is because they feel the legislature should be consulted. Bear in mind, the legislature hasn't met to pass a bill related to coronavirus relief since mid-April of last year. And they have been in session now for three weeks and have yet to pass a bill dealing with coronavirus relief. But now they have introduced a resolution to get rid of one of the safeguards from this very real pandemic that is still with us. Another one of the stories that you'll find online at uh, upnorthnewswi.com is an update on the Racial Disparities Task Force that was set up by Assembly Speaker Robin Voss uh, in light of, uh, in exchange for doing nothing in terms of police reform since the Jacob Blake shooting. Now, that task force is divided into two subcommittees. The one on education and the economy is coming along nicely with some potential recommendations, but it's the one on law enforcement practices that continues to see division, and that was evident during a Thursday hearing of that subcommittee. They looked at three large issues, whether police should have to file a report every time they draw their weapon, uh, should chokeholds be banned, and what should a statewide policy be on the use of body cameras by police officers. So Jonathan Sadowski has a, an all-encompassing story about those topics over on our website. We also uh, have to note the sad news that Hank Aaron has passed away at the age of 86, uh, the all-time home run king for many, many years, and still in a lot of people's eyes, depending on your opinion on Barry Bonds. Uh, Hank Aaron got his started in Wisconsin, uh, and not the Milwaukee Braves. Before that, he spent a summer with their minor league team in Eau Claire, and it made a real impression on him. And one of the people who has authored a book about Hank Aaron's time in Eau Claire uh, spoke to our Julian Emerson, and we have that story as well. Now, we'd like to wrap things up back on the coronavirus uh, vaccine that's uh, thankfully getting deeper and deeper into the country. Still a lot of work to do, but it's getting out there. There's a group that certainly does have questions about the vaccine, and that would be women who are pregnant or thinking of becoming pregnant. So we interviewed Dr. Kristen Lyerly of Women's Care of Wisconsin out of Appleton and asked about uh, what her patients are saying about the coronavirus vaccine. And she tells us it all starts with what she would recommend most, a conversation with your doctor. 
Our patients are, of course, very concerned about the vaccine for many different reasons. They're getting a lot of different messages about whether it's safe, whether they should get it. And most people at this point are not able to get it, but healthcare workers are able to get it. And I can tell you that my colleagues who are pregnant and lactating or breastfeeding are generally choosing to get the vaccine because they feel that it is safe. The mechanism of action, the clinical trials, all of the data that we have does not show harm in general. We've got no evidence of harm. The mechanism of action, which is an mRNA vaccine, this is a new kind of vaccine. It's very safe. It does not, and I have to really emphasize this because this is something I keep hearing over and over again. There's concern that it changes our genetic makeup. It does not. It does not invade the nucleus. It does not affect your DNA, and it does not change your genetic makeup. So we are encouraging all women to have this conversation with their healthcare provider and make a personal decision, just like we do for all of our healthcare decisions. But we're encouraging all women to talk with their doctor and decide what's best for them. Tell me about what little frustrations you may still have in terms of patients who even after all these months might not appreciate some of the basic safeguards that they need even when visiting their doctor. It is frustrating and it's disappointing. I see it personally outside of the office. I see it as a sign of respect. And I've only had a few situations in interactions with my patients in the office where I've entered the room and the patient is either not wearing the mask or not wearing it properly. And I just calmly explained to them that I'm wearing my mask to protect them so that I can be available to take care of them and other people in their community and people that they love and care about if they get sick. And I would ask them to do the same for me. And I think that just having that gentle conversation, it has been effective in my experience I think the fundamental thing that we are missing is that respect. We've gotten so polarized with all of our information, including our health information, that we've forgotten that we all want the same thing. It's not about masks. It's about getting out of this pandemic in one piece as a, an individual, as a family, as a community. So I think when you drill down and you really try to make it personal, then people do understand. And at least in that situation, they're willing to do what needs to be done. Do you feel in talking to a, a percentage of your patient base that uh, many of them are still being put into what they know are, are unsafe situations at work, for example, or is there not as much of that as we might fear? I, I hear it a lot from teachers. Teachers are very concerned now as in the Green Bay area, we're going back to a hybrid school model. And I think teachers are concerned about their own health and the health of their own families. So yeah, I do see that people are feeling like they don't have options to protect themselves and their own personal and family well-being. Are there things that uh, elected officials at any different level could be doing differently or better that would make the job of providers such as yourself easier? Yeah, elected officials could be messaging about the vaccine and about hand washing and social distancing and face coverings more effectively in a positive way that keeps our communities safe instead of these negative manners that are causing us to divide ourselves and causing chaos within our communities. So it is absolutely 
our legislators, our leaders' obligation to message science-driven, fact-based, evidence-based information. Dr. Kristen Lyerly, thank you so much for joining us on Up North News. We really appreciate your time and expertise. It's such a pleasure, Pat. Thank you so much for having me. And again, we thank Dr. Kristen Lyerly for uh, giving us some solid guidance as we wrap up the week. Follow all this and more online at upnorthnewswi.com. Have a great weekend. I'm Pat Kreitlum.